Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I am Tyler Walczak. I'm here with Puya Ricey. Puya, we just had our first week of football. How did it feel? That was a great week. I thoroughly enjoyed that week. A lot of surprises. It kind of ruined a lot of our predictions, lost a lot of credibility. Yeah. And I feel like we got half of them pretty bang on. You know what? There's, there is some embarrassing ones, um, but there is some ones that we did good. I will say that um, that last night's game completely ruined my suicide. I don't know if anyone knows about suicide leagues, but you pick one winning team each week. If you get that team right, you move on. You can't pick that team again. I picked the Denver Broncos and they made me look like a fool. I don't know. Russell Wilson did not look like regular Russell Wilson. Like, is there a problem with Russell Wilson? He hasn't looked the same in the last like three or four years. He's been hit. Like I said earlier in one of our podcasts, he's been hit so much. He's also probably just getting a little beefier. Like he seems like he's like putting on more muscle. He's not as lean and agile as he used to be. I don't know. Maybe that's affecting his mobility and throwing and, you did mention before in this podcast how much that Russell Wilson did get hit when he was with the Seattle Seahawks. And it, I mean, that very well could be what's going on with him. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just a little other point is you call it a suicide pool. Is that an East Coast thing? Because I grew up with them calling them survivor pools. Oh. You try to survive. Last time survivor. That's probably more. Um, Friendly for 2022, I guess. No, no, this, I mean, this was back when we were not politically correct at all. Like, I mean, no, I know. I never have been, but now it's probably politically correct. Right. I'm still going to call it a suicide pool. It's better. Called suicide pool. It's better. It's better. So we had those, the thing about Sunday's football games is it always like there's three waves, right? There's the first one o'clock games if you're on the East Coast, which are the 10 a.m. games here. And then you have the afternoon games and then you have the night game. The first slate of games was so exciting. It was like four or five games that went down to the wire. Two of them went into overtime. One of them ended up in a tie. We had so many missed field goals by young kickers. And I don't know if you saw, but today the Colts released uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, their kicker that wears the glasses. I thought, I thought that was super shocking. I thought he was one of their young, brighter kicking futures that was going to be like a staple there for a while. Yeah. I, kickers go so quick when they blow it though. You don't see them stick around after a bad loss where it was all on her. That's so common that they just get let go. Right. Yeah. I was a little worried about that. It's just Chris. one of those things you need a reliable kicker. Yeah. And there's so many of them out there that you can drop one and pick up another one almost seemingly easily. But if there were so many people missing field goals this weekend, it was crazy. And, you know, just you've had a job uh, growing up. I've had a job. Think about the kicker at training camp. What was he doing all training camp? He wasn't taking snaps. He wasn't nah. taking hits. He wasn't doing anything. What was he doing? Well, he should have been practicing his kicks, right? And then week one, you got all training camp to practice your kicks. Miss, miss, miss. Yeah. It's just like, what were you doing during that time, right? He was the guy that wasn't working when everybody else was working. And then also on top of that was their Justin Reed for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He's a safety. 
their kicker, Butker, got hurt. Justin Reed jumps in, kicks a field goal for them, makes it. Makes it look easy. Yeah, that, there's something weird about field goals. Like, I, most people feel that they can hit a field goal. And under no pressure, it's not that difficult of a task without the pressure. Like, when there's no, you know, 300-pound guy running at you to kill you, it's not the biggest ask in sports. It's relatively easy. There's a lot of people in the world that can kick a field goal under no pressure. Can you? Suddenly, that pressure just changes everything, though. And I get it. I mean, that's, that's sports. Can you but kick a field goal? But the actual task, I haven't tried, actually, a proper field goal. I, used really? to, I, played, I grew up playing rugby, so I could, not... I could. I could in the day. I grew up playing rugby. I was kicking. I was a kicker. Okay, because I can't kick a field goal. It's tough. The ball just sprays all over the place. It goes Do all that. over the place. You got to find your form, right? It's like anything else, but I mean, yeah, I mean, once you, if you do it every day for the, your entire life, you should be able to make them. But that was a story of this week was there's so many games that like the Bengals Steelers game, the Bengals did not look great. They gave up five turnovers to that Steelers defense. Like the Steelers, we talked about that Steelers defense and they're good, but TJ Watt now who you hailed as the best Watt brother I said he could potentially. He's could. He's on pace to potentially be the best. I didn't say as of today. Now, as of this... today, yes. <laughs> JJ Watt, he has way more accolades. I'm just saying he is on pace to potentially be. Yeah, but now TJ Watt's going to miss this season. Yeah, that's a, that's a big injury. There's a lot of injuries. Huge injury. So yeah, there, let's talk about the injuries. Some injuries before we get to the injuries. That the survivor pool, the suicide pool, that was my lock, the Colts. Oh, really? And Rodrigo killed me. Yeah. Rod- Rodrigo and the Colts and, and like the Colts, man, what the hell? So we said that the Texans were going to be the worst team in football. We couldn't name a fucking player on it, on that team. And we said that the, I said the Colts are probably going to be one of the Super Bowl favorites and they couldn't beat the Texans in the first week with, they couldn't beat the Jaguars last year in the last week to make the playoffs, they can't beat the Texans in the first week to get off to a good start. Like what's going on with the Colts, man? Like, why can't they just be good? Because that division sucks. And I think we have to look back at that division. You were kind of pushing the Colts a little bit. And I said, they didn't make the playoffs last year. That And that team didn't get that much better. But the Titans, the Titans also lost trash. They lost the Giants. Titans are trash. Yeah, but we knew that. If you go back to week one of our of our podcast, we had nothing nice to say about the Titans. We kept diminishing, analyzing like they're worse and worse and worse. We forgot about that when we gave them the credibility just because they're playing the Giants. But Saquon Barkley, he looked like Saquon Barkley of old. And I like him. I'm hoping he has another breakout season, comeback player of the year or something. He looked good. He looked good. He looked real good. He, he almost broke a, a huge touchdown at the end. And then he almost, uh, he followed the football out of bounds, which I was a little like, ooh, that was not good. But man, that AFC, it's the South, right? They, they nobody in that, nobody in that division won in week one. Not, not one of those teams won in week one. And two, two of them playing? were playing each other. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, that's, that's shocking. Two of them were playing each other. They couldn't win. That's horrible. And there's talent. Like, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had a good, uh, good game. Yeah, sure. But Eric I mean, Henry was not, he was absent. 
Yeah, he got rocked. Did you see? I've never seen Derrick Henry get rocked before, and he got rocked like two feet off his feet. Like he he got absolutely smoked in that game. First time I've ever seen it. It's crazy. So let's talk about some of these injuries because we brought it up. Um, yeah. Mac the Jones. big one. Go for it, Mac I'm Jones. Just going, I'm just going through the list that I got here. Mac Jones. I didn't see that game, but apparently he's undergone X-rays. It seemed to be negative, so he could be ready for week two. But you know, that could be a lingering injury that affects the Patriots. You and I already have no faith in. No, the Patriots stink. They got Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator, and that did not work out well for them this year and or this first week. And Matt Jones being healthy is everything to them, but still next. Keenan Allen. See, that's he a left, big one. He left the game. I don't know how long he's out for. It's a hamstring thing. He won't it play this could Thursday. Be multiple weeks. It he could won't be, be playing. Yeah. So they already ruled him out this Thursday. This Thursday is a huge game. Chiefs, Chargers, um, they've ruled out Keenan Allen already, who's their best wide receiver by far, probably a top 12 wide receiver in the league. Um, Herbert's favorite target. He's out. That's huge for week two. Um, that's, not, that's not great for the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Damian Williams, he's running back for the Falcons. I think he used to be on the Chiefs there for a while. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, he got an injury. Probably missed week two. Which is for, for the Falcons, like that, I don't think that is a huge injury for them because Cordell Patterson played very well yesterday. And a lot of people doubted him, but he played very well. Right. But you need those support running backs because, sure, you know, you're just going to injure one guy, right? Like, you, Damian Williams is not. No, no one's, nobody's no. resting wins, like their hope for wins on Damian Williams. But another running back, uh, I didn't see this game, but Najee Harris. Yeah, so that's huge because he was, I think we both said this, that, that he could be the breakout star of this season. How, how long is he out for? Do you have that information? It says the average for what uh, they're calling like a high ankle sprain possibly is four to six weeks. That's Dude, high worst, ankle, case, worst case scenario of the injury. High weeks. ankle sprains on running backs? But he very well could be back a week two. So that's the worst case. Four to I six don't, weeks. I don't think he'll be back week two. High ankle sprains are horrible, dude. Those are terrible. Like running backs really suffer from those. You can't cut. You can't cut as quick with a high ankle sprain. It's it's worse than than people expect. High ankle oh, sprains. Yeah. Moving on, T. Higgins. He's got a concussion protocol, so probably going to miss a week. That's. I mean, Bengals did not look good, and that's not going to help them. But Jamar Chase looked fantastic, actually. Oh, he is fantastic. He's he took a stupid penalty at the end of that game. Um, that well, kind of ended up costing them the game, but it took a dumb penalty in the end zone, the two-yard line, uh, taunting, which instead of them, instead of the Steelers having to run the ball out on their own one-yard line, he took a taunting call, which then gave the Steelers the ball at the 20-yard line. Stupid penalty. Yeah. It's stupid because it cost you a game, but in a rivalry like that, and his division is all rivalries, I like taunting, you know? You gotta get in the place. No, fuck no. This is no, for future games, dumb. right? You're no, it's not. Seed. It's not for future games. It's so stupid. They play one more time. That's it. That's it. But he's in their head. He's, he's not in their, in their head. head. They won the game. They won the they game. They did win the game. Yeah, it's one of those. Talk his, trash. You taunt. You gotta win. You gotta win. They're in his head. He was yeah, taunting. They're work. in his head. But I like the effort. Uh, moving on, another good receiver, Chris Godwin. Apparently he had the same in uh, the team rushed him back and what is it? It's a, a multi lick injury. 
Oh, really? In the hamstring? Yeah. Yeah, he suffered that a lot last year as well, but that's kind of like... Apparently, he's rushed back, and this time they'll probably have to keep him out for a while to really let it heal. Yeah, but they got Mike Evans, and they got uh, Julio Jones, who had a great, great game. Oh, he looked great. He looked like old Julio Jones a little bit, like flashes of obviously aging a little more, right? Yeah. Didn't he get hurt a little bit too in one of those quarters? Uh, Probably, but I didn't see him get hurt. So I don't know. I don't know for sure either, but he's on my fantasy team. I was happy to pick him up. But the flip side, the other team in that game, uh, Dak Prescott, he could be out many weeks, six, maybe eight weeks. This is the injury of the week, right? Like this is the talking point. Well, that's that's going to be the most impactful because now who's their quarterback? uh, Cooper Rush. Rush. Yeah, Rush. There you go. So Um, like that their season's over, right? Yeah. I mean, according to you though, like Dak was never going to get them anywhere. The season was over before it began. Like they weren't, they weren't going anywhere anyway. According to me, that First, is true. But they're doomed yeah. now. Like with Dak Prescott, they maybe would have made playoffs, but with Cooper Rush, they're they not. They didn't like, look good as a team. The only highlight I thought for the team was Micah Parsons looked amazing. Yeah, and he yeah. is. He's a solid player. He was a second year player, and he's leading that defense like he's the yeah. vet. He could be a defensive um, MVP at one point. Yeah, C.D. Lamb didn't look amazing. There was some it's drop just, balls by C.D. Lamb. The, just, that's your number one guy. The Cowboys number one guy. We were, I think, we were accurate about this division and uh, the Philly Eagles running away with it. Well, if we follow suit with you, we don't apologize. So we were accurate about everything. Yeah, we're yeah, we're never wrong. Never <laughs> can't be. And if we are, we won't tell you. But yeah, that Dak is going to be the most impactful for that team. I, you know, they. I don't think they'll overcome that hump. No, now, to be fair, I don't know who Cooper Rush is, but seeing that they only got a field goal out of that game. But also, don't you think that not knowing who Cooper Rush is is a massive sign on – it's like the, when we talked about Kirk Cousins, like you should always have – I guess their team's not really built to win right now, though, is it? Dallas Cowboys. Their offensive line stinks, which is why Dak Prescott got hurt. But doesn't it seem like Dak's always hurt now? Yeah, but they're different injuries. I mean, this one seems like a, a finger. It's a finger. It's still right. It's still an injury. It is, but it's a freak injury. It's like the guy who keeps uh, tweaking his knee or uh, pulling a muscle or something is different than this freak finger injury, right? It's not the guy's injury prone if they're kind of different freak injuries, right? Well, and sort of. But like, when he snapped his leg like that, his leg was snapped. Remember? Like, yeah, well, yeah, that was a gross one. That yeah, that's gross. not like that's not just a weak guy that just falls apart. His leg got snapped. But can't you put yourself in better positions to not have these injuries? Yeah, you do a Tom Brady and just release the ball right away. Don't try and extend yeah, the play. Exactly. Just don't put yeah. yourself in those positions. So but, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's Dak's fault, but I'm just saying that there is certain players where they get hurt a lot because they put themselves in situations that are unnecessary. The flip side of that is those situations. That's the game. The risk reward is when it does work off. That's what's gotten them that big contract. That's what's gotten them this far is that yeah. athleticism that they utilized. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But I, and also speaking of big contracts, Lamar Jackson wanted a big contract before the season started. He didn't get it. He's gone. He's gone next year. Gone because someone's going to give him big money. All he did on Sunday was throw bombs and touchdowns and make the Ravens look like the best team, one of the best teams in football. Yes. 
I, nothing against the Ravens because they can only play as great as they can play. They were against a terrible team, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. The Jets yeah. are horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Led Joe by, Flacco is not who you led thought by former he was. Raven, former yeah. Raven great. <laughs> he's, he's not a raven great don't say that both the raven people, nevermore people are gonna think that you, you actually think he's great um but no lamar jackson looked fantastic Devin duvernay seems to be his go-to guy now in the end zone um silencing doubters very quickly and also with the Bengals and steelers not looking so hot um and the browns squeaking out of victory against the panthers the Ravens look like they're probably going to run away with that division. So talking about the Panthers, Browns there, the revenge matches. There's a few revenge matches this week. Yeah, a couple uh, revenge matches. Baker and didn't get his glory. No, Baker did not. He, he had a nice 75-yard touchdown pass, but he looked terrible in that first half. Terrible. Yeah, and then Russ looked even worse, would you Russ say? Russ looked worse. Russ looked way worse. But I don't you know, get it. Like, how do you, how do you not? I, I don't know. Like, Russ seemed like he did not care about that game at all. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, it, again, all the quarterbacks that, and somebody at work pointed this out to me, and it seems true. All the quarterbacks who didn't play in the preseason, terrible week one. Every yeah. single one. No, it's because it takes three Joe weeks. Burrow, Stafford. Maybe Brady did a little bit better, but it takes it takes Brady. two or three weeks to get into a rhythm with your team and your receiving corps, and that's just snaps. That's time. Now I got a question for you, um, because I had this conversation with somebody at work today as well. Is how do you feel about the Seattle Seahawks fans booing Russell Wilson? I think some of them put it uh, put this out there before the game. They said once his career's done. They will welcome him into the Hulk, like the Seahawks Hall of Fame. Yeah. But, and I get it. You're on the other team now. You left. You know, while we're playing you, we're competitive. You're on the other team. Screw it. Fuck it. You're, you're the enemy right now. Once I it's agree. all said and done, we'll bring you back with loving arms, retire your jersey here, you know, put you up in the uh, Seahawks Hall of Fame. Fair enough. And yeah. I get that. You're on the other team right now. It's, it's a season. Uh, the season's on right now. There's no reason to be friends with the other team. Especially in football, where it's like it's rare for Denver to come into Seattle to play, so it happens once every four years. So, or once every maybe it might be once every eight years because Seattle will go to Denver probably next. So to have that lineup, yeah, it makes sense to boo him because he did leave. Now, if you are a team like the Detroit Lions, where Matthew Stafford comes back to play, you cheer him because he did not need to be in it's Detroit. A different story, yeah. It's yes. A different story. Completely. Yeah. But he wanted to stay. He did not want to leave. Like he was a he was an honorary Detroitan um or Detroiter. But uh yeah, Russell kind of he, he made his own bed by coming back and, and being a little less ride cocky about it. So um I don't feel bad for for him at all about them booing. Now the other player, the other quarterback in that game. Revenge. It was a little bit of a revenge match for him, too, because he was a guy who's off. He never played for the Seahawks. While he was I can't remember him taking a snap. Gino. And that was it. Gino. And that, like, I hate to bring a guy down like this, because he, uh, the joy on his face after the game, I loved seeing it. That was kind of his Super Bowl. Like, he, he came out and he won to show, the, like, hey, 
I sat behind this guy all this time and I outperformed him tonight. Yeah. Also, now, I don't what? know if that's going to continue through the rest of the season. If Gino's going to get the Gino chance, he's going to be the number one guy. He's on pace to be, you know, in the oh. MVP conversation right now. Like, <laughs> his stats were good. The first half, he's, he was amazing the first half. He is going to get Gino chance for like at least two more weeks. Now, he also had one of the greatest quotes ever after that game. Did you hear that? Oh, that they wrote me off. I didn't write yeah. back. They wrote me off, but I ain't right. I ain't right back though. What a fucking quote. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that was his, like, that was his big victory too. That was his revenge. Dude, he made me a fan. So um, my dad and I were talking about it at dinner with, he's like, Gino Smith's not starting for the, the Seahawks. I'm like, yeah, no, Gino Smith, Gino Smith and Drew Locke. My dad's like, well, Drew Locke is younger. He's going to play. No, they're starting Gino Smith. He's like, Gino Smith that used to play for the Jets like 30 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, it was more like 10 years, but yeah. That guy's starting for the Seahawks. They're going to get crushed. And then they come out. Gino kills it. And then he ends the night with that quote. Dude, that's legendary status. That's how, that's how Ryan Fitzpatrick became Fitzmagic. Things like that with a quote at the end of it, that's what makes like legends legends. Yeah. No. Even if he stinks for the rest of the season, that, that quote's going to be one of the better quotes of the season. I liked it. No, I, I I was happy for the guy. He he deserved that. He had a great game, and you know, yeah, I love you and me. We both love the underdog story. Love the underdog story. Speaking of someone that I kind of made an underdog because I shit all over this team in our preview, it's the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. That guy did not miss it, but he made me look like a fool for shitting on the Chiefs. I, yeah, yeah, I. I you tried to convince me that the Chiefs are going to be bad. And I fell for it. But I, I even brought it up last week. I was like, I, I don't think they're that bad of a team. I think this is still a quality team. They have as good coaching as you can have. They have the best quarterback consistently through the last few seasons in the NFL. Like, the guy is as good as you could ask for. He, I mean, I think Josh Allen might start to slowly catch up. but uh, Well, Josh Allen team. was equally as good. Josh Allen had a great night, too, but yeah. man, Mahomes went 30 for 39, 360 yards, and five touchdowns. Destroyed the Cardinals. He made it look easy, and he was taunting guys out there, too. He's like, that's four. That's four touchdowns. That's five. That's five touchdowns. Like, yeah. man, he made me look I – felt, I felt insulted. He, that was an attack at me. Yeah. That was, I, he, I feel like I was on his side on this when he left me out of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in the MVP conversation right now too. The oh, week one, sure. week one MVP conversation. Another MVP um, Sunday was Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. Dude, that guy is so good. Nine catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns, and the the Vikings destroyed the Packers 23-7. Does that tell us anything? It, it's exactly as we said. Like. Well, like what's going to happen in that game? We said that, and I know I like Kirk Cousins a little. I don't like him as a player, but I give him a little more credit as a better QB than you do. But we were talking about how his amazing receivers will overcome any deficiencies he has, yeah. as they did. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, he still had some good passes to, like, you know, Paul well, Valdez, putting it in their Gatling, hands. whatever. But he was putting it right in their hands, and they're dropping them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's so much harder for him make change the outlook of that game not having great receivers or then Kirk Cousins you know he's got amazing receivers now this is the thing but I don't want people to forget about the Packers and how they fared on Sunday against the Vikings 
they got smoked week one against Jameis Winston and the Saints last last year, last year as well. Up, too. Yeah. So so don't write off the Packers just because of the week one loss. Like because also Aaron Rodgers is not a guy that plays a lot of preseason snaps and a lot of uh, um, hard practices. So he's also going to take some time to to warm up too. But with that backfield, he makes like playoffs eight, every year. He makes yeah, and they'll make him again. They'll make it again. And he'll be out first uh, first round or second round anyway. But that's yeah, one that's the point. One can hope, but it does look like both the Vikings and the Packers have a pretty good chance of making the playoffs based off of nothing, just week one stuff. And Vikings proven me wrong a little bit with Kirk Cousins not being Kirk Cousin-esque. Yeah. But what I can say is the Patriots are going to be bad. Patriots are going to be bad. Any, anywhere Patricia goes, right? Yeah, anywhere Patricia goes. And, and you can't be an offensive guy. He's, I don't, I'm not going to get back into that, but the Dolphins looked good. Tua looked good. Tyreek Hill looked good. Um, the Dolphins defense looked good. The coach has them kind of, kind of running real, real well to start the season. Like that's a team. That's a team that the bills will have to face twice. I mean, the bills shouldn't be scared, but that is a team. I think a lot of teams are going to uh, have trouble yeah. against the bills, the bill, you know, watch a couple games you know it just it happens right but yeah, they they look great on all sides and you know who are they playing this week do you have the uh you got the schedule out i do have the schedule out here so it's uh week two we got yeah. the bills i believe they're playing monday night they are so the bills titans monday night we got two monday night games this week and bills titans are the first one 4 15 p.m uh west coast so 7 15. nope any yeah, seven fifteen p.m. East Coast. Do you think the Titans have any chance in that game? No, it's going to be a blowout. I think they're outdone in every category. A blowout. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a boring blowout because the Bills are playing at home too. Like this, like they're going to crush them. They're going to crush them. Yeah. But also, what do I know? I not. I picked the Broncos to beat the fucking Seahawks. So, so I don't know shit. But uh, let's also go back. I want to talk about Week One a little bit more. Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz looked great. I mean, I know they're playing the Jaguars, but Carson looked like he was actually just out there having fun. Now, what does that say about the Jaguars? The Jaguars are just going to be bottom of the barrel again. Like you and I were kind of, we we're hoping we we're kind of big on them. We hyped them up. We hyped them up again. I mean, uh, week one overreactions. It's it, it's the only football we've had for how long? So you know, there's going to be a little bit of excitement and. We're gonna we're gonna read too much into little things, right? Yeah. One. And but we don't. We're not experts. We're not experts as much as you guys think that we might be. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know anything. I do know that. Let's we talk a little bit about the Lions. Did you watch any of that Lions game? I did. I did. You know, that's classic Detroit. Detroit for the past season, like they last year. Uh, what I mean is what I mean. They're a field goal away. And sometimes yeah. these field goals are a 95-yard field goal that the guy hits with the wind carries it and, you know, breaks records for them yeah. to lose the game. Like, they're in these games. They can score. They just need to tighten up a little bit. You know, there's just something. They're losing by a field goal every game. I don't want to, like, so the, obviously the Detroit Lions offense is not the problem. They put up 35 points. So they're not, they're not the problem, but. Jared Goff did throw a pick six 
to the Eagles, which if you take away six points, the Lions win the game. So I don't want to put this on Jared Goff because he put 35 points up, but you just can't be throwing pick sixes like that. Can't do it. Yeah, but the other thing is they were always chasing in that game too. They were never really, you know, that 35 points came kind of later. Like yeah. they, were, they were never really within that striking range to take over the game. They were always kind of playing from behind, trying to catch up. Well, that's, and that's what they do. But also, like, yeah. dude, man, Jalen Hurts is so good. Like, I watched the full game. Uh, it was one of the – one game that was standard on the three TVs. And, like, anytime they needed to play, Jalen Hurts would run 15, 20 yards. Like, he was unstoppable. Aiden Hutchinson and Rodrigo and Harris were chasing him all over the field and no one could stop him. He like, he was that, like he was what we thought Lamar Jackson was going to be when we talked about our uh, preseason stuff. And it's like, just this guy that just, you can't stop him. You can't stop him. And, no, and- I, I, w- I was big on him, but I just, just because of his character, the way he carries himself and the way he seems like he takes his training seriously. I was big on, he's, he's the kind of athlete I would like for my team. He seems yeah. like he wants to do everything the right way to succeed. Yeah, and like they say that he's I think that's shown. big on talent-wise. He might not be the best guy out there, but he's definitely going to be the one working the hardest. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like A.J. Brown and him have already got like... Nice connection. Oh, yeah. yeah, that connection's great. Like 100, over 150 yards or something for A.J. Brown, like on 12 catches or something like that. That's insane. But it was, I will say, it was nice to watch the Lions play all the way to the end. You know that's what they're going to do with this new head coach and... It's just good to see my Lions out there fighting for fighting for victories. And Jalen Hurts even said today or yesterday, it's like, it's not the same old Lions. That team is different than the team we played last year. So Yeah, I mean, you know, you and I brought up uh, hard knocks a lot. And that was the one thing the coach was emphasizing is finishing games. Yeah. Finishing, yeah. playing through to the end. Right? It's like running a sprint. You don't slow down when you start to get near the finish line. Run through the finish line. Run through the finish line. And the Lions, the Lions did that. Yeah. All right, let's switch over. One. Let's switch over to week two. Now that we've talked about the Lions in week one, let's switch over to week Thursday. Two. You said we got two games Thursday. No, one two game Thursday Monday. night, and two I games think I think it's the best game of the week. If I'm being honest, Chargers versus Chiefs, divisional matchup. Yeah, divisional matchup. We talked about every single one of these divisional matchups in the AFC West should be um, prime time. This is prime time. Uh, it's in Kansas City. Speaking of the Chargers, though, that was another revenge match that we kind of didn't go over was Khalil. Oh, yeah, Khalil Mack had a big game. He had, he had a big game, and he looked like the old Khalil Mack. I don't know. I see a lot of him in Chicago. He seemed like he's just kind of didn't care or they didn't use him or just who knows. Yeah. Chicago, nobody's yeah. cared about Chicago outside of Chicago for a bit. But he's back now. It also and, helps to have Bosa on the other side of that line to take a lot of the pressure yeah. off him too. So that's good. Okay, let's do the same thing we did last week. I'm going to go through the games and the spreads. Tell me who you got. We're running down. We got seven minutes left here. Um, Chiefs oh, Chargers in Kansas City. Chiefs Making Kansas over. City. Yeah, Making we're, Kansas City. And for the listeners, we're recording this this week on Tuesday night, so the spreads will change. But right now, it's four and a half favorites Chiefs, um, which makes sense under, based on how they were last under. week. Yeah. So, so you're going Chiefs. Chiefs, and I'm taking the under. Wait, the under or the like? It's four and a half spread. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you you think they? So they'll be, yeah, they'll be under under four. Yeah, they cover. I think the Chargers win. 
Then they go into Kansas City. Yeah, no, you're big on the Chargers. You got the Chargers going to the Super Bowl. I have the Chargers going to the Super Bowl. I think this is their first big win of the season. Like, I know against the Raiders was also a big win, but I think this is the first, like, holy shit, the Chargers are for real um, matchup. Uh, Okay, so then we got 10 a.m. on Sunday. Lions versus Washington in Detroit. Two and a half favorites. Detroit is the two and a half favorites. Yeah, I want to take Detroit. I I want to jump on the Detroit bandwagon on this one. I think Detroit (sighs) takes this one. Two and a half. Field goal. I think they – no, I think they're going more than – I think they they beat the spread. Yeah, I think they beat the spread too. It's two and a half, so it's usually you win by three. I don't know, though. Like, Washington looked good. I'm going to pick Detroit as well. Detroit. I mean, I'm looking at you on the screen right now, and you're wearing a Detroit hat. And I do not take Detroit. Just looks foolish from my well, perspective. What do you mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it 16 out of the 17 weeks or 17 out of the 18 weeks. Uh, okay, Giants Panthers in New York. New York is favored by two and a half. Man, that's a tricky one because it I want to count Giants. I want to count Giants out, but after watching Barkley, McCaffrey didn't impress me as much. No, I agree. But no, I'm gonna stick with Carolina. Stick with Carolina. That's gonna be an upset with the spread. I'm gonna go Giants, and I think they they beat the spread two and a half. So I think they win by three or more. Uh, okay, so Steelers, Patriots. Now this is fucking weird, but Patriots are the favorites right now by one and a half, and it's in Pittsburgh. Sure, I'm still gonna take the. Oh, maybe because the injuries. Yeah, but Mac Jones might not play. Uh, he's he's more likely to play than Najee Harris and Watt, who are. Yeah, but Matt oh. Patricia's calling the plays. He is calling the plays. Well, he shares the he does share the play calling with another guy. Well, is the other guy the fucking hamburglar? The hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean sharing the play calls? It's him and a bunch no, of no, no. It was the other coach. It was the other coach. It was the other coach that came back. I forget the guy's name. He also came back to the uh, Patriots. Uh, Joe Judge or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Joe Judge or something. Yeah, yeah so yeah. two idiots, two losers calling plays. No, I'm going to Steel Town. Steel Town big. Yeah. I think they embarrassed the Patriots and Fat Patricia. Uh, Saints Buccaneers in New Orleans. Saints beat them twice last year. Tampa now, is favorite. I already three. told my entire Bucks uh, predictions for the whole season. So what was my Saints one? This one was in New Orleans. This yeah. was the loss. This was the loss to New Orleans because it's in New Orleans, and then they split this the, the home and away. Okay, I think uh, I think Tampa Bay wins. It's tough though. Saints defense is good, but I think and they had a huge comeback win on Sunday, win by a field goal against the Falcons. Though I know coming I back think, against the Falcons is know, different than playing the Bucks. I know. I'm gonna go Bucks though. I'm gonna go Bucks. Go Bucks. I'm gonna go Bucks. Um, Next game, Browns versus the Jets. It's in Cleveland. Ain't nobody watching this game. Six point favorite Cleveland. One of the Browns, Jacoby yeah. Brissett, Super Bowl winner. Too. I'm going Browns too. And also, they might they might actually be in a good spot when Deshaun comes back. Yeah, no, Jacoby Brissett, Super Bowl winner versus uh, Joey Flacco, Super Bowl winner. This is a good matchup. <laughs> it's a matchup for the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets. <laughs> first percent. Who would have thought? What a matchup. Put it on prime time. Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland as well. Okay, so Ravens, Dolphins in Baltimore. Uh, three and a half favorites, Baltimore. You know what? I 
I, I Baltimore is a safe choice. I'm liking Baltimore, but I want to get gamble. I want to gamble. If I want to get, this is the one I would actually take Miami to see if Miami's for real this year. That's going to be a tough matchup. I think they're riding high right now. They had a good, uh, good off season. Everybody looked yeah. like they're they're excited. They had a good week one. Go to Miami. I'm taking Baltimore, and Baltimore beats the spread. Okay, uh, we got two minutes left. I got next game is Jaguars Colts. Colts are four point favorites. It's in Jacksonville. Who you got? I don't care. Like they, this division has let yeah, me down. I, I refuse I don't to pick, pick anything out of this division. Just I don't want to pick either. We got two minutes. Move on. <laughs> we got Rams Falcons. Rams in Los Angeles. Ten and I'll take the Rams. Favorites. This is a redemption from week. Yeah, one loss. Got it. 49ers versus Seahawks in San Francisco. San Francisco's 10 point favorites. Yeah, I want to go Seahawks now after that abysmal performance. Depends. Is Garoppolo back? If Garoppolo's back, I'll take San Fran. If he's not, I'm going Seahawks. Gino, Gino, Gino. I'm taking Gino as well. I think Seahawks lose, but I think they cover the spread. Um, Broncos, Texans in Denver. Denver, 10 point favorites. Broncos. Broncos as well. I think they also cover the spread. I think it's a revenge game. Or not a revenge game, but a a, um, a makeup game. I think Texans draw every game. They get a tie every game throughout the season. They go 0-17. Raiders-Cardinals. That's a huge game. Cardinals have to show up again. It's in Las Vegas. Raiders are five and a half point favorites. I, I don't think they cover the spread. They go below the spread. Like they're, they're going to win by three or something, but I think Raiders win. I think Raiders win by a touchdown. Two games left. We got Cowboys. This is on Sunday. You got Cowboys, Bengals, Bengals, eight point favorites. I think Bengals cover Bengals. the spread. Yep. Bengals got to come back. Bears, Packers, Packers, nine and a half favorites. Yep. Packers. I got that too. Titans, Bills. We've been over this. Bills, Bills beat the Titans. Not even close. Eagles, Vikings, Monday night. Eagles, Eagles. in Philly, two and a half point favorites. I got, I think, Eagles as well. Um, all right, that does us for uh, uh, last week review and preview coming up. I want to thank everybody for listening to Running Down the Clock. Week two's coming up. Puya, anything uh, last last words? No, I'm excited for week two though. I'm excited for week two. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll see you next week. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.